Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Rebel, rebel, moon in the sky. <laughs> First movie of the year, Tom. <laughs> I know, Dave. It's, it's very special. It's a special movie. It's really special, guys. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Rebel Moon, a, a ballad of songbirds Part and Part one, snakes. a child of fire. I was close. Yeah, you were close. Yeah. Um, hi. Hi. When I found you in the wreckage of that ship, I considered leaving you. I was afraid you could bring trouble to us. All right. So this is uh, on the Netflix. This is um, Zachary Snyder. Zachary Snyder's um, first of a, a two-part, and the second part there is a trailer for it. So like they made it. They it's, it, made it, it already movie. exists. Yeah, it's it's yeah, coming out is, in April. So this is a hundred sixty-six million dollar uh-huh. film that um, it did it did last like a few weeks at number one on Netflix, um, but that's about it. It. Uh, it's Did impossible not get good reviews. to tell it, with Netflix movies. Yeah, universally not well liked by. Uh, yeah, I would argue even well the audience scores aren't great. Um, that's saying a lot for Zack Snyder. You know where the, he it, has like a right. fan He's base, a pretty devoted vocal fan base. So you would you would think it, the opposite would be true. Right. It's still not. It's not wowing everybody, and I, I can see why. Tom, how did how did you like this movie? Uh, it's not very good, Dave. <laughs> it's not very good. Not fun very fact good. about this movie, Tom. I got fun trivia for you. Sure. There is nothing interesting about this movie. Nothing happens. Uh, nothing happens. It is. It's I, it's it's a it's putting the team together montage for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah. We're and still introducing an characters. Team. No, we don't. We're still introducing characters in like the last half hour almost. Yes, it is. <laughs> and then we don't I, learn anything about any of them ever. Who was that prince guy? The Beastmaster. He rides a griffin. We, we, we meet this character because he's a, being held prisoner to pay off a debt. And this rancher to hell asks him to tame this griffin if he can ride this griffin. So he does. And it's like a, a five or six minute sequence of it's like the avatar scene where he learns how to fly it is exactly like the avatar (laughs) scene Tom. (laughs) this movie is uh, i i we've said this before but i've never seen a movie that felt more like an algorithm the the point is is we never learn anything else about him and he's just he's just standing there for the rest of the movie and then the last scene ed ed screen the bad guy reveals that that guy's like some kind of prince and is a very wanted man. Right. It's like, it's I was like, watching oh. this with my brother. We're like, he's a fucking prince. Right. And it's like, oh, are <laughs> we I supposed to that? care about, are we supposed to care about this guy? 
no, this movie that, is that lady oh who's like God. the witcher who kills that spider lady. Oh, and she's yeah, like, yeah, 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 I'll join your team. Yeah, for some reason, there's not nobody is interesting. The main character, the only reason, the only way we learn anything about her is multiple flashbacks where she just monologues her backstory. Mm-hmm. Like she literally like just by a fire is like, so here's my whole backstory. And I'm yes. like, wow, couldn't think of a better way to do this, huh? And then and then later she's like, so as I was saying, no. <laughs> and just goes into more. As I was saying like, about oh my, my tragic God. backstory. Yeah, it's very... It's this so, movie is mind-numbing. It's so serious. Like, it's yes. so self-serious. Um, so here's... And I guess... Here's what it, anyway, sorry. Oh, no, you go. It's... Like, Star Wars takes itself pretty seriously, too, but there's, like, there's, I don't want to say camp, but there's, there's a... Charisma. Charisma, and there's kind of a drive-in feel to Star Wars. You you get that genre feel from it, where everybody, you kind of, you know, it's, it's, that first movie particularly, where it's, like, you can see how low the budget is, so they're really trying to throw things together to make it look like it's this crazy alternate world in space. Um... So it has, yeah, this has none of that. Like, it's so serious. And this movie is, it, yeah. It's so boring that there's nothing, like, this review of it is boring. Meaning that there's, I, I wrote all these notes and I looked at the reviews and the reviews are just exactly what my notes are. It is so incredibly bland and derivative someone uh, there was a review that put it really well that was saying it's it's like it's star wars but without the charm parts it's guardian of the galaxy without the without the character work it's dune without like the interesting story like it's trying to be all these things yeah very obviously like it is it felt to me like a parody film without the jokes what i mean by that is like it almost was beat for beat felt like it's like not another uh, 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 sci-fi. Well, you can movie. you can clock the plot almost to the events of that first Star Wars movie. Like, okay, yes. here's where Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru get killed. Except here it's Corey Stoll getting beaten to death with a leg bone. Right. Uh, yeah. Here's the humble here's, farmer, but it's got a little of everything because it's here's also Mos like Eisley. yeah, it's also a lot of yeah. Dune. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of Lord of the Rings. They're like, here's the Shire. We're gonna go to this place to. They do the Han Solo scene is also the Aragorn scene where it's like we seek them out in the place it, it's all the same beats from everything you've seen even the part where it briefly just does avatar so the so again it felt like a parody movie like the same structure a parody movie would do right where it would cram in all these bits mm-hmm. from different movies only it's doing it completely serious and it's there's it's taking all those parts and then having nothing interesting about it so like i know we've said this a lot but it really feels like ai art like it feels like it was an algorithm that took a bunch of things, including the name Rebel Moon, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's, and then a Child of Fire feels like they're like we got to get that Hunger Games in there. We got to make it sound like a Hunger Games. Like yeah. it, it feels so algorithmic, rhythmically created that it has all of these like very like intricately put together derivative moments without an ounce of charisma uh and so it just feels so computer generated uh, yeah through um, and through yeah it's 
I have some positive things to say about this movie. That's good, because I have nothing. Okay. I, there's nothing redeemable right. for um, me. I was thanking my lucky stars for Ed Screen, because... Who is that? <laughs> he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's just fine. At le- he was at... Le- he was like the oasis in this movie for me every time. Cause he's, he's, he's a lot like, it's not the same type of perform. It's not the same performance, but he reminded me of Eddie Redmayne in, um, yeah. Jupiter ascending. Is that what it's called? Which, yeah. Which is a better film. Yeah. Jupiter ascending. Jupiter ascending is a better, fi- it's still not a good film, but it is a better film. Than this. <laughs> and those were, so that's the thing. At least Jupiter ascending is interesting in its failure, right? Yes. Like it takes big swings. This takes is so huge swings. There's nothing you haven't seen before in this movie, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so anyway, his performance is such that it's a little Alan Rickman from Prince of Thievesy. Like he's yeah. he's he's going over the top with it. So uh I was happy every time he was on screen. I was, <laughs> I was like, at least yeah. thank God here's somebody who's interesting to watch. And it's yeah. not it's not a dig against the actors. It's the characters are so thinly written. Um it's like we to the point that we meet this one character general titus who's supposed to be kind of like the obi-wan it's jimin hansu you know it's a big big name actor very famous that he's in guardians of the galaxy in fact right he's quite Um, good in that yeah uh and we after they recruit him after we have the scene where uh we need you now more than ever general titus and he's like no i'm drunk and a failure it's like no you gotta clean yourself up fine we, 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 they, he's, they recruit this, this wizened old general to come lead them. And then he doesn't speak for the next half hour. He just yes. stands in the background of all of these scenes as they go introduce more characters. So that's yes. most of the characters get introduced and then don't do anything. Yeah, it reminds me of when I'm uh, playing on um, Baldur's Gate where I got a new character and I'm like, oh, I don't actually want to use this companion. And I just bench them. It feels like that. They just keep benching. New, they collect people and then they and bench, they bench them. them. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason. Like they don't, I don't remember them doing much at the end. Uh, they don't do it, anything. It, like, I don't know Ray... why there was, there needed to be an ensemble except for an algorithm that would say like ensembles are popular. Make it an ensemble. Like that's, again, it feels like they did it because that's well, it's a popular Star- thing to well, do. Well, I think that's more deliberate. Like that's a Star Wars thing. That's a Lord of the Rings thing. Like they're all ensembles. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, that's what, yeah, I'm saying they they did it because that's they what did it, you do. Right, they did they it because didn't do Star it because Wars they did had, it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have an interesting idea for what to do with an ensemble. They just did it because you have to have an ensemble. Yeah, Ray Ray Fisher is the leader of these rebel mercenaries that they go uh, across the galaxy to recruit. <laughs> I mean, we're going to spoil this movie, so spoilers. Well, yeah. Um, There's not much to spoil, but yeah. But he dies. He dies pretty quickly without having done too much. Like he brings down a big ship, but like we barely they talk oh, they talk about the, him yes. the whole movie. Uh, he does the Mad Max, the Fury he does the Road Mad shot. Max thing, yeah. And then I remember writing. I wrote that down where I was like, I don't care about this guy. Right. We don't ever care about his sacrifice. They, they talk him up the whole movie, and then we meet him, and he immediately dies. Like we never get to know who he was. Right, and that'd be fine if that was the point, but they seem to treat it like we're supposed to care about his death. Yeah, it's it, the whole the whole movie is kind of like that. But I was I said I was going to say nice things. So okay, the first okay. nice thing was the the villain. I think the villain is very fun. <laughs> Th- yeah, mind you, the look God. of the villain is it couldn't be more. 
it's space nazis he, to he's such so, a point yeah yeah I, I like that he has his little freaks with him the little dune freaks that follow him around yeah and, and hold I still his found bone them, for him <laughs> they're, they're the most for the most part they're still like very aesthetically uninteresting or conceptually because it's like we've seen space nazis many times yes i liked that he had a cane that he bashed people's heads in that was probably the it was most a bone. interesting thing it was a yeah. leg bone um yeah. yeah that was cool and i think they're they're all derivative but the, at least it, the visuals kind of look pretty you know like, yeah oh, this it's, is like it's, cool it's, and spacey and stuff but they were so derivative that it was it was still kind of tough to get like to a appreciate the imagination of it but there is some cool visuals in it if if that's all you're looking for it's just it's lit too dark i would say in a lot of spots yeah you're right yeah but it is good yeah it's good i guess visual concepts because they're just other things taken from other movies like that's the thing that's wild to me is that i love oh just real quick i loved the metroid little squidbilly metroid that was controlling that guy's brain in the bar oh yeah that was that looked cool Yeah. yeah And yeah, sure, that's derivative, but like, oh, that's cool. And it looked cool. And he like, he's kind of a scumbag. And when the shooting starts, it scuttles away very hilariously. I, bet um, Zach, I think it's the Zach only Ryder... genuine time I laughed during the movie was that guy. Yes, that was pretty fun. Uh, th- but to be clear, they don't actually attempt very many jokes at all. Like this movie is so serious, which... It's extremely serious. I don't know why. Which can't, because I mean, Dune is very serious, but at least Dune has, is, has an interesting story. Yes. This, the, it starts with a voiceover that my brain immediately blocked out. I tried so hard to <laughs> listen Anthony, to what they were talking about. Sir the mother Hopkins. world. Yeah, and I immediately was like, nope, I don't care what this is. And there's well, so much of that throughout where you look at a movie is. like Star Wars. The movie, A New Hope, that it is trying to be. It is very clearly trying to be. When does Star Wars have a narration of someone going, so this is what's happening? Um, it doesn't. Because it just shows you yeah it just it shows, shows you, you. yep and, and this visual medium yeah again like the backstory the main character's back she literally i wrote it down she literally says to the character i was taught that love is weakness and i don't know how that will ever change and i was like great yeah that's such a like what a what a yeah. easy way to show like yeah I, if, what a, if all the characters just said what they felt yeah it's easy to get really arcs. Easy. i want to i want to related to that um, the big, the biggest, I guess, twist in the movie is Charlie Hunnam betrays them. He's Han Solo right. if Han Solo was evil. Yeah. Um, and they telegraph it, but you kind of don't notice it because the whole movie is, is written sort of badly because it's a scene where he announces that I'm going to help you guys. I've decided, you've decided watching you recruit these rebels has made me realize that I should stop my life of thieving, like my life of crime and leave that behind and, and, and have honor again and believe in something again. And you kind of buy it in the scene because as you just pointed out, every character in this movie just says what their motivation is. Yes. <laughs> they just, they say, just it. say it. So they it, it didn't it. flag me as odd that he was speaking. Like I'm, I'm only lightly paraphrasing. It's, it's pretty close to how he says it. Right. So I didn't, I didn't flag it. It's like, oh, this guy's going to betray them. Like it's weird that he would just suddenly decide right. it, to it, join their yeah. team, but it, it wasn't out of line with the with the way literally every other character we've met 
has right. been written. So I didn't flag it as being unusual. So the no, betrayal same. actually kind of surprised me. Right, because I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense. But then again, nothing makes sense. Nobody is making sense. Exactly. Like everybody just agreed to join her probably hopeless fight against the Empire. I'm really... <laughs> I'm, I'm Like, I... I think I said before, I, I enjoyed the Zack Snyder Justice League, his cut, the Snyder cut. It was the, a, the four it hour was long. The one. better version of that movie, to be sure. And there was a there was a like a sliver of possibility in this mind. I was like, maybe I'd like this if this is like a big space epic. I like Lord of the Rings, I like Dune, you know, I like serious epics. This made me like genuinely concerned <laughs> for Zack Snyder on a creative level where I'm like, this was it. This was him like from the mind of Zack Snyder. This is this it. Is we're, Star we're giving Wars, you yeah. everything. Yeah. And it was it was so lazy. Like it was one of the laziest, most boring fucking movies. To the like there was no attention to detail. There was no like it it at first when it first started with the big mother world stuff, I was like, at least this is gonna be like a fully realized world. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's gonna be, be like someone's D D campaign. But it more feels like he was saying i want to do a star wars look i can i can make this two two movie long series to show that i can do a star wars that that's all this feels like to me because it does not feel like it was made with any consideration or any like love it doesn't look it doesn't feel like it was made with love (laughs) Like, it doesn't feel like he enjoyed making yeah, this movie. It doesn't really feel like this story means much to anybody. No, it's, it doesn't. It, it feels so cynical. It's barely a story. The beginning, <laughs> so they, it starts with them as farmers, right? Yeah. And they keep saying, someone literally says, we are but humble farmers at one point. I think and I want to Co- point out. it's Corey Stoll. <laughs> yes. And I point this out because not a single character in this place looks like a fucking farmer. Everybody is young i don't think i saw like a single like old ragged person nobody was dirty our main character has like an la haircut like this beautiful haircut and looks like a fucking model they all look like models with beautiful haircuts and they're like Mm -hmm. we are but farmers on this land it's like really like because you look like models you realize that right yeah (laughs) which is bringing her himbo around Right, and it's um, like Stephen from Hill House. She's like he's a that, humble yeah. farmer. Yeah, she's like he's just yeah. a he's just a farmer. It's like he's a hot farmer. Right, like do you have <laughs> you have a stylist on this fucking planet <laughs> yeah. of farmers? You because you, you all both look, look gorgeous. Yeah. Right, compared to anything else, compared to Star Wars, compared to Lord of the Rings and the Shire, like there's this attention to detail and this love put into those worlds, building those worlds that's just not here in this movie at all um and it it, that to me that either means he didn't try because he didn't care or i'm like man you just you're the limit of your imagination is not very big like you're it's just like like surely you can do better than this i've seen him do better than this yes he has made good movies yeah, he has made uh, movies with attention to detail. Yeah, that is better than this. Yeah, this that's is true. so fucking lazy. <laughs> I can't. Fu- I can't believe how it's, fucking this movie is. It's leaving my mind as I talk about it. Like, yeah, it's impossible it's, to remember. Man, it's so 
it's paced so crazily. Like it's 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 Zack Snyder with full, you know, with his full druthers. Um, I assume like he's not nobody's breathing down his neck to cut this to be a certain length even though i I know he is releasing like r-rated director's cut versions of this so maybe there was a compromise involved Uh, but like so i think there's that theory where it's like they saw what happened with the Snyder cut so they're purposefully trying to drum up that hype but for that to work there needs to be something you know the Snyder cut the the whole thing was that joss wheaton famously you know butted in Mm -hmm. um and so it's like there's no reason like i there's no hype here you know what i mean where it's like i don't want to see another minute of this movie um, <laughs> i mean i'm gonna have to watch part two i'm not i'm i'm absolutely i'll not let you know what part happened two. yeah <laughs> yeah i don't want to i don't want to call it lazy but i guess you're the the stuff about the the attention to detail is certainly uh, yeah i don't think this was shot group. on any sets like I, I think it's almost all green screen i think that's a whole feels, lot of it is yeah it feels like such a test like it felt like it almost feels like Zack Snyder being like, what are the limits to what my fan base can stand? Let me whip <laughs> together this two-part film to test it. Because it, it just doesn't... It really doesn't seem like... There's, it's just, there's it's, much just so, it's just so derivative. It's its, it's biggest problem, I think. It's, yes. it's Even the cool visuals, like even the cool stuff that we're, we're saying is, is mostly kind of borrowed from other things, or at least clearly directly inspired by... Yeah, popular pieces of media like it's like well this it's is clearly der- star wars <laughs> yeah it's derivative and there's also there's just very little um nuance to anything like we the villains they literally are dressed like nazis yes they, they don't even like i was i i wouldn't have been surprised if there was a swastika because they like they're just like Nazis in Star Wars, right? But they're like space Nazis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Ed, they have Ed a little Screen bit of space. Ed Screen is just straight up dressed like a Nazi in this. In this, they literally the look only, like period, the, right. period piece Nazis. The only thing missing is the swastika. Yes. <laughs> just about. And so like the, the complete lack of subtlety where they like come down on the planet at the beginning and there's like the soldiers and the soldiers I are just... Oh unhinged. yeah, they're like, maniacs. Yeah, where in a way where you're like, I don't know how this army survived, how it didn't eat itself alive. I'll, if they're all like this, like the the guy is like shooting at the helper robot, yeah, and he's screaming at, at him, Robo and like Hopkins. Tr- threatening to kill his own soldiers. And it's like, I get it, they're bad, but they're bad to such an extent that it's like it's cartoonish. And then, of course, the good guys are good in a very cartoonish way because it's like, yeah, of course. Like to well, the point that it's like when the, the folks are like, we'll farm so well that the Nazis will have to keep us. It's like, are you are you, you hear did you not see? Yeah. Do you not yeah. see everything that's happening? It's so silly because there's no nuance. There's there's just well, a, such a I very think, clear moral line. I think that idea could have worked um, if he'd lean if they lean into it more. Maybe it does in the sequel. But like. The idea, like, I feel like he's borrowing, I will have to check with Robert on this, but I feel like he's borrowing a lot from Warhammer as well. Like, yeah. he, like the way the ship travels is Warhammer. I think what what little we hear about kind of the hierarchy or the the the, the nature of, of the Empire is that they, they're just, they move from world to world, just consuming everything, like they're space locusts. Um, yes. You could have worked with the idea of just, this is a toe, it's not just that like a like an evil emperor or something it's just this totally depraved system of royalty 
in play. Like yeah. that could be interesting because that's that, and that's basically what it is in Warhammer, to my understanding. Um, but he kind of, it's it's weirdly feels small in, in in scope. Did you get that sense? Oh like, yeah. Like even though we see a bunch of planets, it's felt. I guess because nobody does anything. Like we're just well, the, in, we're intru- we're constantly introducing characters, so it feels like nothing really ever gets going. So it doesn't. I don't get a sense of really living in this world, really, because we're just moving act, through it so quickly. Yeah, the first uh, act which, is like that's yeah not that was I, we're not moving through it quickly because this movie takes its sweet fucking time. You could <laughs> delete probably twenty minutes of it. Um, oh, 100%. So what I meant to say was like it moves through the the it moves through all the important stuff quickly. Like it doesn't yes. dwell on the characters. It doesn't dwell on the things that you would want to. It dwells on these droning monologues and these just he's blowing himself with the the slow motion, man. Like it's so, I know it's like part of his style. It just, it seems so random when he deploys it. Yeah. I want to talk about the action in this because the action you, I got to this point where I was like, maybe the action will at least be interesting. It is not. It's not. I already mentioned there's a shot straight from Fury road. Um, it is even the action is as derivative as it gets. It just every action scene from what I can tell, at least the first couple, Everything slows down. Someone slides on the floor and shoots some people. And that is pretty much it. It was so incredibly uninspiring. It is, it, it is just your know, standard, like as standard as action could possibly get. Uh, it, it is, it's like, yeah, there's, uh, there's nothing like the way this is shot again, feels so incredibly, was this made during the pandemic? Is there any it reason been, why yeah. it, it is so been. fucking lazy of a movie? It, and, it is, and he's directed better action. Like the opening yes, of Dawn of the what, Dead. Yes. Like, he's, he's, he's made better things. Whether or not you like Zack Snyder, he's made, he's better than this. And that makes me so baffled by how committed they are to this story mm-hmm. which is like the whole story you're right nothing happens it's small because the the first act is space nazis come down they're obvious bad obviously bad and they say you have to make this food for us and we're gonna slaughter you all bye and then the the special boy which in this place is this the this lady with the she was she was a stormtrooper um which is basically this you know from force awakens um and she's like I'm going to go on this trip to, I guess, recruit people to then come back and fight them. Is that the idea? Yeah, she's recruiting. I, it's it's kind of the Magnificent say, Seven. Right. I say that with a question mark because we never come back and fight. Like the, the, the movie ends somewhere else. And so it's like the problem is with that is like there's an implica- implication that they're going to come back and finally fight. Right. But that's such low stakes to have two movies based off it, which yeah. is we're going to recruit people to defend this one village from space Nazis. Not, I assume they're going to topple their whole regime by the end. Don't get me wrong. But that's all that they don't even do that in this film. They don't even defend the village in this film, which is like one of the most like basic things. So, like that that felt like that was going to happen at the halfway point. And it takes the whole movie for them to not do that thing. Yeah, it take, and to get back happens. to the village, it takes the whole right. Movie. So it's so small because there's it's one it's one guy kind of talking about a larger kingdom uh, that we never see, uh, who they defeat. 
they 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 defeat he gets Darth Vader and essentially he gets revived but like that's it they just like I don't know they 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 barely do anything yeah no remember you're right the, remember the robot splashes water on his face to cool down <laughs> he's washing shit off his face okay <laughs> that makes some sense, I yeah. guess. That made me laugh a lot because he looked like he was like doing it like someone would to cool down or like to de-stress. <laughs> yeah, just to reset. Like, and I was like, what the fuck is this robot doing? Robo that robot Hopkins. to me. Yeah, Robo Hopkins, who is an R2-D2, like, or a C-3PO rather, like his name is like letters and numbers. Um, and he is just a gray blank robot. Like that, that robot really is a microcosm for this, which is like, he just looks like generic robot. Like he doesn't, there's nothing special. There's nothing original about him. Uh, he's just, I am blank robot man. And that's <laughs> he it. He runs off. He shoots the, he shoots one of the evil soldiers. Right. Um, Cause space is full of rapists. Let me tell you. There's, yeah. there, there's, at, there's at least two attempted assaults in this movie. Right. Which this movie did not earn in any way, shape or form. I, no. I think I, I want to be clear to people. Don't, don't watch this movie. <laughs> I don't think people should watch this movie. I think it's, it, it, there's some upsetting scenes, not graphic, but upsetting. And then otherwise it's incredibly dull. So it just didn't seem worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the robot shoots the guy yeah. and then runs off, and, the and then he runs off, and we don't see him again. <laughs> yeah, and I again, I, I assume the at the I end we we'll see him back like in antlers. Yeah, yeah, we see him at the end. Yeah, he's gone full like Colonel Kurtz. It was <laughs> like, the most interesting in the character. Woods. Yeah, Gunner, which is the the himbo. That's the himbo. He sucks so much. I don't know why he was in this. He's the guy who's like, I think we should work with the space Nazis, and then the space Nazis. Uh, you know, g- kill kill what's his name, Beardy. <laughs> Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll. And then he's like, I'll go with you. And he seems like he's supposed to be the Luke Skywalker, like the character who's like naive, but he's not the main character. No. And he doesn't do much in this movie. He just sort of observes our main character who is also can do no wrong. She has nothing. She's good at everything right away. So it's just every fight scene, I'm like, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, she killed them all. Like, that's it. That's that's every fight scene. Yeah, pretty much. It has the makings of, like, something a little kid made. Like a kid, kid who just watched Star Wars who wants to make their own thing. And they don't... They just make sort of Star Wars again, but with very little nuance. <laughs> Star and with Wars no character as arcs. well. Yeah. But instead, like, his characters are cool all the time and have no reason to, like, grow yeah. or do anything. Just... <laughs> yeah, man. What a shame. What a shame. I don't know. It, it is it is a shame in the sense that it's a waste of everybody's time. It's a waste of our time. It's a waste of the, the, the Zack Snyder's time. It's a waste of all the actors' time. I just don't know how a movie like this... I don't know. I don't know how this gets made without. So I mean, it's that feeling of like, does does he have no one around him to go like maybe do another pass? Because this feels very first drafty, where it's like you write it and then you go, and I'll add like the jokes and the charisma <laughs> in the next pass. I'll, I'll I'm just writing like the who, what, and where, and how. Like that's what it feels like. 
Man, yeah. It, so much of the cast, I'm I'm not even kidding, just stands in the background of other scenes. Yeah. With nothing to say or do. Like we're introduced to Charlie Hunnam and then he doesn't he takes them to meet the prince and then he doesn't speak for the next thirty minutes. Yeah. Until, pr- I don't know who the, like I don't know anything about the prince. The, I, don't, he, I forget he can, who the fucking prince is. He's the guy Who's who the tamed prince? the griffin. Oh yeah, and then, yeah. And then we the, randomly the, hear at the end that he's some missing prince who's like an extremely wanted fugitive. Maybe I missed this part. I don't know why they chose the people they chose. They meet the level. They meet Han Solo, and then he's like, "I'll get you some people. Here's my ship, my iconic ship. This is my Millennium Falcon, and now we're gonna go and recruit some people." And I don't know why he recruited the people he recruited, why those people decided to do... He tells you why. It's because they're all extremely wanted fugitives. Got it. So he okay. figured... He he figures... It's like a Joker plan. Like, it, so many things have to go exactly right for it to work. But he basically says, oh, I figured you would be able to rally enough people to your revolutionary cause, and then I'd just be able to capture all of them, because these are all very valuable... Bounties. Right, right. Okay. God damn. Yep. And then it's, it's airtight, we didn't even dude. mention the villain is her quote unquote father. Mm-hmm. The first one, she's like, he's like a father to me. And again, it's like Star Wars, but they're like, what if we did that, but without the twist and just made it that? Well, her story fa- is her story is just Gamora's story. Yeah, you're right. Like it's the general came to her li- li- world, blew it up, but decided to adopt her and then trained her to be like his greatest soldier. And then there's like a real father twist at the end. Did I get that right? There's something with the father. I uh, man, I zone the fuck out. She she fights the guy on the platform, which felt very again Star Wars, mm-hmm. where he, um, and then and then he gets revived and goes into like this magical world to talk to the Beardy. Yeah. And Beardy says something about being somebody's father, and I assumed it was her, but I can't for the life of me know because I I did not bother to learn anyone's name. I this think was one of those Cora. movies. Okay. This was one of those movies where I had the Wikipedia up so I could l- read the plot along with the movie because I needed everything. <laughs> it sounded like every you were really struggling. <laughs> it's, it was daring me to pay attention to it. This was so dull. This was a movie that if I, if I saw this in theaters, if I was watching it at home, I know at, at about 50 minutes in, I, I wrote, this is when I would stop watching this movie. Like I would, I <laughs> would the simply most shut scene, it off. Yeah. yeah, I would simply stop watching the movie and I would go about my life happy. I'd be happy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have these memories. Yeah, well, I, will, I don't have the memories either way. I, 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 it's like a dream logic. I'm trying to figure yeah, out. It's like, kind of washed over me. Um, I, yeah, will, I, I did sort of enjoy that sequence, uh, that first sequence where the bad guys show up and Corey Stoll and, and, and Himbo are kind of bickering over how to interact with them. And it's, it was genuinely suspenseful because you know Ed Screen's going to go fucking overboard and you're just waiting for it to happen and it keeps not right. happening so that was a decent little little scene i like that i didn't that. mind that but then what and it was right at the beginning do. so yeah it was right at the beginning so it's like oh maybe this uh, nope <laughs> right because well the, then the problem is that Corey still they're both idiots Corey still says give them what they want but don't reveal how like how, how fertile, like, fertile land our is. land is and that's fine right and then the nazi comes and he's like i want food and Corey still goes nope 
because our land isn't fertile. And it's like, that's not what you said to do. Yeah. You said, give them what give they them want. Give them everything. Yeah, give them what they want. And so they don't, and he he doesn't, he, he refuses. And then it's like, well, that's not, that wasn't the plan. Yeah. And so, yeah, you got your brains bashed in. And then, and then Himbo, who, again, I guess we're supposed to like. I didn't think we were supposed to like this guy. Right, because it's kind of his fault that Corey Stoll gets killed because he he's naive up. and sucks. Yeah. yeah, he's naive. He doesn't. He thinks that telling the truth is better, um, but instead, it just it, 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 he winds up being the reason that essentially the reason that Corey Stoll is killed. So he, I get the feeling that he that's the reason why he's going on the mission with our main character because he feels bad about. But that's like never really made that clear. Not really, and like I, I guess I do like that basic uh, the the basic kite uh, the concept the argument between them. If it weren't for the fact that then when you meet the bad guys, you're like, why would anybody think they would be good? Yeah, like, why would you ever is, think they were reasonable? They're notorious. Yeah, where it's like if they like quietly killed people or made it, you know, like. But it seems like there's no reason for anybody to it's, it's haggle the, with them. The voiceover, the Sir Anthony's voiceover at the beginning tells us that they're like, they, they fly through the through the Stellarverse just terrorizing people. Right. Like, like people they, know should, they're evil. Right. When, the, when that ship showed up, what should have happened is they all should have evacuated. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They're, it's just like, they're, they're like a force of nature, you know, where it's like run, hide. Um, it's just weird because like it, they, nobody seems to react to them the way they clearly are in that scene. So like it is a good opening, but then it, it feels like ultimately it's silly when we it, meet it the is, villains. Yeah. The characters' decisions don't make any sense, but I, yeah. it, 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 I enjoyed the suspense. <laughs> yeah. And they gave, they, it gives uh, Himbo kind of an interesting motivation where it's like, Oh, he, he fucked up pretty badly. Uh, right. And we're not sure if we like him, actually. That's interesting for a character. Um, he, it's just that it's him and her are really the only ones that we really spend any time with. And we still don't know much about him at all. Right. And then we, be- <laughs> we kind of bench them when we start we do, recruiting yeah. people. And then, and then everybody gets uh, pushed to the background uh, yeah, the as they recruit not- people. The first act isn't great, but it, it at least 30 minutes in is when she it's I, I clocked it. It's when we have her like a five minute flashback. Um, and that flashback kind of marks when the movie officially is bad. Like at 30 minutes, it's like this could get better um, if it's just these two. Because at first I was like, why aren't they taking like spaceships? And I'm like, oh, I get it. They're, they are but humble farmers, I guess. So they have to take these like dumb horses um, yeah, horses with the shit desert. on their face. I love it. When, right. I love when sci-fi does that. Oh yeah. Tape some and, goofy and, shit to that horse so it looks like it's from space. Right. So I thought like, okay, a smaller scale movie of them on like bonding on this planet, trying to find this general or something. Like I could see that potentially. You know, like I could see how people might misunderstand this movie and assume it's a space epic, but it's actually a very, you know, more intimate film on this desert or something. Cause that's kind of what Dune is, you know? Um, but then it just fucking loses its mind with the terrible just, flashbacks and all recruiting. This, and it's so much monologuing. It, it really is. It's a it lot really of exposition. Is. It's just people. I think that the, there's literally like, 
the the robot at one point like sits down and just goes do you know the backstory of all this and then explains it all again like they keep explaining everything because they're terrified of us not getting it and that to me again that to me that implies someone who's like I, I would I would normally say like oh he should make a D and D campaign not a movie except the backstory is so derivative and lazy that it's like why do you even want us to know this backstory like there you spent like that that whole flashback that she was found and turned into a Nazi and then um, ran away she could just say in a few lines instead we get five minutes of it. And it's like that's most of the movie's problem is it spends so much time explaining something that is just not that interesting or complex. It doesn't have to be explained for that long of a time. That's that feels like most of the monologues and the yeah. flashbacks. Yeah, it, it, it all, it's almost comical at the end where he's the bad guy's rattling off. I see the bad guy Charlie Hunnam. Um, I don't know. Rattling off what each fugitive is is wanted for. I think it's the bad guy, um, and it's it started to get funny because it was like literally each person had a tragic backstory, right? <laughs> and it's like I don't, yeah, it's holy like, are all shit. of you Batman, like, yeah. <laughs> every single one of them. You're all Batman, huh? Okay, okay, yeah. We got a team of Batmans, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it just it it gets funny <laughs> like when you start just leaning not so heavily enough. on these self serious tropes. You're right; it's not funny enough. Um, no, that's the thing. This this if this was funny, if this was weird, that was one of the reviews also said it doesn't have like the weird charm of something like Jupiter Ascending. Like yeah, it has no it redeeming. It could have been a little weirder. Yeah, like I like some of the I like the aliens. You know, I, uh, like I said, I like that little Metroid guy. You should have done more like that. <laughs> do, do that stuff. It's it's a right. space movie. Come on, have have fun. Like you're introduced, you introduced us to a griffin, and then two scenes later, there was a spider woman. Like there's no rules in this universe. You can do whatever you right. want. But again, it's not it's not weird enough to be fun. It's not um, intricate or like detailed enough to be interesting. Um, it's not original enough to keep your attention. Um, it doesn't have any interesting characters. It has some good visuals. The action isn't good enough to rely on the action. It doesn't have anything, anything to rest on. It's it, really, that really, you can it, like make really up for the other aspects. Of it. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it doesn't give you enough of the good stuff to really no. re- recommend. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. It is a it is a gray square. <clears throat> it was a slog. It was a slog. Yeah. Um, there were bright spots, but not enough. No. <laughs> this, this movie is, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, this movie gets no more of my time. I, <laughs> I would not watch a sequel I'll watch for part, this. I'll watch part two. I'll tell you what happens. Nah. I, yeah, you tell me what happens. <laughs> if you want a podcast about it, you're going to... the grain? you to find out. Yeah. If we do a podcast, it'll be you telling me about the plot. Let's do it. Yeah. Because I will not watch this fucking. I will, I will that, not that, give that, them any more time. It'll be a very special episode of We Just Watch. It'll be me explaining the movie to you. Right. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, the thing is, ultimately, I don't think anybody's really defending these movies. Like, I, I'm, I know, I'm sure there's some diehard Zack Snyder fans out there, but a lot, a lot of that, if you remember, was largely, um, I believe, astroturfed, right? 
like it was bots and stuff like they admitted yeah. as much yeah so like the this stereotype of like the toxic Zack snyder fan i'm not saying they don't exist i'm more saying that they don't exist any more than i think any other toxic fandom yeah. like i i i don't i i i i saw some reviews that kind of was like unfortunately the only people who would like this is the cult of Zack Snyder and I'm like I don't even know if there is a cult. Get, they're gonna yeah. It's, I think maybe they were DC fans. They're DC um, fans, I think more than that. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't really actually experienced someone who is. I'm not saying they don't exist, but not in a huge capacity. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I. I <sighs> <laughs> The Owl movie is way better than this. Oh, my God. He made the Owl the movie, Gahul, didn't he? The Guardians of Gahul. Why is he still... Why? Who's giving him this money? Like, like for better or for worse, he's made movies that are I've been entertained by, but not because they're good. Like, I think the only movie that I've watched of his that was like, that was really good, was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. Is there any other one that I didn't enjoy I, like, I mean, I like, I like 300. Fine. See, um, 300 I only saw once and I to me it, it was fun but I that was one where it kind of a lot of it was that it was the first time we had seen that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the novelty of it. It was really Yeah. It was really dynamic at the time, I guess. Um, I do like his Justice League, but I also I liked, would I liked his watch Watchmen it too many fun. times. Oh yeah, he, I, I his thought, Watchmen, I Watchmen was fun. Was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's once he started making those DC movies, man, it just it started I don't, I don't know because like, Army of the Dead also is not much, it's it should be fun and it's not like, you're that, right that Army one's of the kind Dead of is trying another. to be fun um, and could have been maybe um, there's fun parts yeah. to it but it's like this there weren't enough of them and it's yeah this right just, this there's just no doesn't, need this, to rewatch that one, yeah this, you know? this isn't fun to watch this was not a fun movie to watch and it should be your fucking Star Wars should be fun to watch yeah, it felt like homework. It felt like I was in school watching an educational video yeah. and trying to pay attention and take <laughs> notes. Um, yeah, this lot, was a lot, was... lot, lot of droning monologues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my God. Yeah, so I, I, I can't recommend this movie. No, no, the, 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 the yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a tough thing to recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's just pretty dull, unfortunately. It's pretty dull. And I would apologize for this is how we're beginning the year, but honestly, it's January. This is how the year begins for <laughs> movies. So uh, maybe Night Swim will be better. That's what we're doing next week. Night Swim? Yeah, maybe that'll be better, Tom. It probably will, right? There's no, it, uh, there's oh, no, there's no statistically way. Statistically, it has to be better, yes. There's no way we could see two bad movies in a row. No, of course not. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. I will say it's all uphill from here. Uh, it's all like or downhill. What's the phrase? Doesn't fucking matter. It's it, there. Where the the bar can't be any lower. So it, uh, as, as yeah. long as yeah. the next movie is entertaining in some amount of time, uh, like in some way, as long as I don't feel like falling asleep during the next movie, I'll be good. I didn't, it, this one didn't put me to sleep. Uh, I, I won't. I won't say it was that bad. Um, I don't think this was good. <laughs> but right <laughs> man, this oh man. almost put me to sleep and i yeah, watched it I, in I like a, yeah i don't deny it doubt it yeah i watched it in like an office chair but i wasn't even relaxed watching it it was like a form of torture i did for people wondering when i i told you this tom when i when i hit the halfway point when i was like i will walk out of this movie i had to watch it so instead i put it at 1.5 speed and it did not change 
much. Like, it's all very slow anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was scared because I'd never done that for a movie before. I just simply, I don't believe in that. I was like, that's gross. 1.5 speed. Why would anybody watch a movie like that? And this, I was, I was, so I, I was so thankful for it, for this movie. So <laughs> thankful. Ble- bless this invention. Yes. It cut it um, down by like 15 minutes. Yeah. It made the time pass a little more easily. Um, I don't have anything easily. else to say. No, let's be done. We can be done. Uh, yeah, let's be done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Listen, we have a we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's Patreon.com slash Gamefully, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y, Unemployed. You go on there for just $5 a month. You get access to exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. We also do custom We Just Watched episodes that you can order from us. We also watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. That's all available on there, so check it out. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. We also have a store. Head over to GamefullyUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your space peepers onto that. Yeah, space. They're like regular peepers, but with a bunch of shit on them. Mm, just a bunch of shit glued to them. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of stick some shit on that horse. <laughs> yep, we're good to go. Let's glue some shit to its face. Yeah, we're in space now. The power of imagination.